doing very well ross just here acting like the producer man trying to make sure it sounds good so if, yeah so if it's sounding good guys let us know right so if you're new to the energized podcast welcome and if you're a returning energized listener welcome back so barry what is on today's show okay on today's show we are going to be discussing what our plan of action is for the week then we're going to move into the news of the week because we want to discuss all this all the crack about kevin hart and him getting fired from hosting the Oscars, along with some of the sports news, including Manchester United back on track. And then we're going to move into the world of mixed martial arts, as Conor McGregor might be returning to the boxing ring. And then obviously, UC Brooklyn is on this weekend, the first MMA card of the year. Uh, we're going to break it down. And then, Ross, are we going to play Will It or Won't It at the end? Ah, sure, why not? We'll throw something out there. I'll come up with something to ask you. Will it or won't it happen is the question. But, um, okay, myself and Ross are after sorting ourselves out with new gear, so hopefully it's sounding good so far. Yeah, uh, definitely let us know um, ASAP. As soon as you're listening to the podcast this week, let us know. Does it sound better than it did before? New microphones, new recording audio equipment. We invest in it, so let us know. Maybe we might need to tweak it a bit. There might be some settings that we have to adjust on it. But we think we have it nailed. Yeah. I think so far so good. It feels a bit more professional now, doesn't it? Yeah, like, it does, definitely. Yeah, it looks like you're going to break out in song. Absolutely. If you're going to sing a song, what song would you sing? Um, I'm not too sure. Probably <laughs> like from the Backstreet Boys or NSYNC, maybe Westlife. Floyd without wings, Westlife. Oh, good man. Good man. Supposedly they came out with a new song, didn't they? Yeah, it was trending on YouTube. Yeah. I, 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 I still did not click it. No, it did I. It did I. There it is. <laughs> I couldn't have one of my parents walking in and see me listening to Westlife and... Like, just sitting there being like, all right. <laughs> it sounded, well, not the sound, I didn't listen to it, but like, when I saw the name, but I go, they released one of their old songs again, because very Westlife, all their same songs are very similar. Yeah, that's what I would have thought as well. But, um, no, a funny, funny fact is, uh, myself and Nicky Byrne used to be on the same team. He was the goalkeeper, I was the sub. But, like, cool. I, wonder if, I wonder if he'll notice me. He's like, did you bring my water over? And I was like... Yes. But, uh, okay. This week, myself and Ross are after organising, having guests on the show. Um, just for everyone who listens to the show, we, we're we taking it up a notch. We have four guests lined up. Whether or not all four and all can come on the same day, that's uh, for us to find out. But uh, we have some very good guests lined up. Do you want to just mention who's coming on? Uh, yeah, well, the people who definitely said they will come on, whether they come on this week or be sometime the following week, We'll have to find out. Uh, yeah. Will Flurry, Bellator fighter, Ryan uh, Chaos Curtis, and Johnny Jitsu, and very infamous for various reasons. Uh, McGregor, when he was a fellow Charlie Wars fight, when he jumped into the Bellator uh, our cage, and we were there for that as well, so I can't yeah. really ask about that. Yeah. Uh, and then we've also sent messages out to Kiefer Crosby and. James Gallagher. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we're expecting to have Brian Moore on as well oh, this week. Brian Moore, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Brian. I did not mean to leave you out. Yeah. Well, like... Just fl- the DMs are flying these days, so it's hard to remember everyone. Yeah. Like, these guys are all, like, committed to come on, on the show. It's just that uh, we can see if we, we can get them all on Thursday. Maybe even if they're around, like, a Sunday evening or Saturday night, I'm sure they're not going yeah. drinking anytime soon, are they? We'll figure it out. 
Yeah. Yeah. Some of them. The majority of them are going to be on the Bellator card for Brian Moore, so. Yeah. We're looking forward to it. Yeah, okay, I literally can't wait. Uh, also, Roscoe, is that to get a new car sorted as well? Yeah, so I'm going to pick that up Wednesday or Thursday. I'm, I'm actually, I actually have a really busy schedule myself this week. I'm like, did you ever just, did you ever just look at your schedule and go, when am I going to get anything done? But I'll, I'll figure it out. I suppose sometimes the busier, the more stuff you get done. Um, yeah. Pick a new car on Wednesday or Thursday. Um, also, we weren't training two days last week together. That was really yeah. good. Enjoy that. Yeah. How were you after that? I was so yeah. stiff, man. Like I you was so stiff. It was it, it was typical legs training. Yeah. As in, like the two or three days afterwards, it got yeah. worse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, man. Literally, I was like, I was like, tip again. Yeah. I was like, went easy as well. Yeah. But yeah. It is what it is. As my my colleague would say, or me. Yeah, or you as well. But uh, yeah, that's our crack for the week. Hopefully, we get a few of these lads on. Get a few shows on. They'll be up next week, etc., etc. And sure, you'll love that, especially if you're a fan of MMA. And if any of the lads are listening right now, uh, we can't wait to have you on the show. But uh, we're going to move into the news of the week. We're going to kick it off with Kevin Hart. Uh, Kevin Hart was meant to host the Oscars. I'm sure people are well aware of this. But um, he got he was asked to stand down because of tweets he put out ten years ago. Basically, basically like homophobic tweets. Uh, Ross, you were uh, looking this up. Do you want to explain exactly what happened? Basically, Kevin Hart put out a tweet saying that, basically, if he saw his, if he came home and saw his son playing with his daughter's doll's house, he'd break the doll house over his son's head and say, "That's gay. Don't play with that." Yeah. That's sort of give or take what he said. Very Kevin Hart ten years ago. Yeah, very two thousand eight Kevin Hart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so me and Barry were sort of, and I was like. I think I think the first piece of context that's been taken into account is that Kevin Hart's a comedian. So therefore, when they say yeah, something on Twitter, it's not always to be taken seriously. There has to be a yeah. bit of give and take. And I almost think comedians should almost have next to free reign to say whatever they want. They're there to provide entertainment and humour. And the, the thing is that I don't like is, yeah, you shouldn't be allowed to say offensive stuff. You shouldn't be able to go out of your way to offend someone. But you also don't have to follow that person on social media. Yeah. You don't have to watch that person. You don't have to listen to their jokes. Yeah. You can always turn off the YouTube video, block them on Twitter. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're not guaranteed following. All of us are great. Kevin Hart has been running a muck for literally last like three or four years. Yeah. Like yeah. massive arena selling them out. Where was this person researching 10 years ago's tweets? Like where were they then? You know what I mean? How come just when the Oscars is going on, it's like, oh shit. Google this guy. You know what yeah, I mean? It's extraordinary strange, especially considering, I, I assume he's like active enough on Twitter that, that that was, you know, how many times do you have to hit that? You know that when you scroll down to the bottom and you press like see more or whatever it is. I don't know if that's the way the Twitter function works, but you don't want to scroll down and it's loading and loading. Yeah. How many times does that person have to load that per- Kevin Hart's Twitter? Oh, I think you can like, like it use a search bar and put in certain words that oh, they've used yeah 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 um so someone's out to get him yeah he was on the breakfast club talking about it um you see he was on ellen talking about it and ellen's obviously gay as well and she's like i want you to host it so, like it didn't really bother her um i i, I think people have just have to say for her it's like here look everyone loves kevin hart yeah sure i went to see his film during the week anyway the upside yeah which beat aquaman aquaman at the box office which is the first DC film to get over a billion dollars. So, like, were you aware of this before you went? I, I'd sort of seen it written about it now. I didn't actually 
noticed it to the last two days that I knew it was like taking down from uh, hosting the Oscars, Oscars. I think it was a bit like, you know, in football, a bit like Wenger when you're about to be fired and they're like, if you step down, we won't say you were fired. I think it was one yeah. of those occasions. Yeah. Um, now there's no host for the Oscars at the moment. So it's also going oh. to be host by default either. No, do you know what it is? It's They have like multiple different hosts hosting. Oh, yeah, so they're like breaking it down. There's not one person, so it's they just cut into little segments. Yeah. Come here. Would he have got paid for that job? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. I was actually unaware. I don't know whether like it's one of those things where it might be seen as real prestige. Yeah. 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 I think I think it's a real bucket list thing for certain people. Remember Ricky Gervais did it and like was saying stuff like God isn't real and people like lost their shit. Yeah. Because like a lot of people who go to the Oscars are like real prudes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think I think. You sort of host the Golden Globes first, and if you do a good job, they're like, oh, shortlist for the Oscar hosting. Is that- I'm not sure exactly how it works. I'm sure people listening now are like, yes, for yeah. that. Well, well in, fair, I'm, in fairness, I'm sure Harvey Weinstein was picking who was host the Oscar some years, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think just whole board, and then people get like thousands, like low thousands of dollars worth of free stuff, and yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Wasn't there a big thing on the Oscar Oscars in Team America, the movie? Do you remember that it was like, it was called Bag Film Actors Guild, and like they sort of took the piss out of the actors on, or the Oscars on. I remember Team America. I'm not too sure. I remember. I, I just I know they seen something like that, and they were basically saying the Oscars is actually corrupt. Yeah, like, corrupt? I'm sure it is corrupt. Yeah, but uh, paid to win best film if you really need. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you could, but um, a lot of them movies win the awards before the the, the movie's actually out as well. Is he going to go to the Oscars now? Even? Is he, no is he way! Go nah, there's not a hope he's going to that. No way. That's like not. That's like being uninvited to the the wedding, and you're like, you still rock up, you know? And I was like, you have a massive fight with the best man, and a massive fight with the groom, and it's like, you're not the best man anymore. It's like I probably should just not go. Yeah, yeah. Probably should just not go. But uh, sorry, I was as I was saying, Kevin Hart was on the Breakfast Club saying all this stuff. Like, it's coming out ten years later, and it's like the biggest news in the world. But also this week, the news about Or Kelly, the six part series coming out about um all the stuff he did to underage girls and stuff came out as well but people gave a shit more about kevin hart and not about r kelly and r kelly was actually out on his 52nd birthday celebrating as well while all these were all these uh documentaries were out on him as if like he didn't give a shit i honestly don't think r kelly does give a shit i think if i've ever seen anyone in my entire life <laughs> care it's r kelly the funny thing yeah. is it's one of those things where Sometimes, no matter how bad the person, if they're really good at something, people just tend to like it. As in, like, oh, I was actually discussing work with the last time. One of the last goes, here, R. Kelly might be, like, one of the worst pedophiles America's ever seen. Yeah. But Ignition's is an absolute tune. I was, yeah. like, and I believe it can fly as well. Yeah. yeah. He, like, he's sort of wrote some iconic songs and he's almost going to get away with, you know, his name being... Yeah, he sort of had the perfect storm because he's from Chicago, right? And then obviously he was he came out with "I Believe I Can Fly" when Michael Jordan played for Chicago Bulls and also was uh, the name on Space Jam. Yeah. So he was in Michael Jordan's gaff playing basketball with him and stuff. So like, and then he came out with all these bangers and yeah, it's you know he like was such a predator. He took advantage of like the non-social media stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, imagine these days like underage kids like they all have phones so they'd be like they take, they put you on snapchat or musically and be like pedophile yeah. which is like lucky Although you know what I mean show, no one in Hollywood is untouchable anymore which is yeah. very strange Kevin Spacey yeah definitely um, 
Kevin Hart. Yeah, Kevin Hart. Because Kevin Hart would be one of the biggest names. Because you're... Well, Kevin Hart was like, you're not allowed to use your phone at my gigs. Like, yeah, I've heard yeah. heard that before. Yeah. As in, like, for him to be able to enforce that, never to be like, yeah, Brandon, instead of going anywhere. Anyway, seems to be like a really big deal. Yeah. I think Chappelle did that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's because... like, garner that from an audience. Yeah. You're not allowed to just use your phone. Yeah, it's because, like, Kevin Hart has to keep like basically the same set on tour and then if people start recording his stuff and put it online you know what the punchline of yeah. the joke is after spending like 80 euro or dollars on the ticket you know so it's a bit unfair um, supposedly there was um, a girl who had high sugar uh, blood levels and uh, she, had, she took her phone out to check her blood level sugar or if I'm saying that wrong sorry yeah. but uh, she got like car- escorted out for doing it and it's just like the rule that's the rule yeah. and then like obviously when you make a rule for one thing it's like but what happens if this happens it's like here look I'll just make the rule just follow the rule you know yeah. if you need to check that stuff take your phone go outside use it and then come back in you know yeah, I suppose it is what it is although it's quite funny comedians are quite a, a strange niche because like sometimes if someone's like texting the audience while they're doing their set they'll like get pissed off that person it's like here look yeah yeah speaking of that texting in the audience um people fucking texting in the cinema like what what's going on here like yeah all, you know all I mean? the time like what's going on i don't know it's like you pay when you go see the film and then you're texting your mate in the middle of it. it's the it's the shine yeah and then you cannot help but look yeah you know what i mean you just literally cannot help but look yeah it's almost like someone just put the torch on themselves isn't it yeah it is yeah you might as well take uh, selfie with the front flash yeah. on. They're there on Tinder swiping looking around hoping for a date. Yeah. <laughs> Come sit down. Very me. But uh on yeah. Yeah, we should wrap this up with Kevin Hart, right? Basically he put that tweet out ten years ago. Yeah. Chap has kids now, he's gone through the massive divorce seen I think two divorces maybe. Like he's sold out movie arenas, best mates with the rock, ice tea, ice cube, cup of tea, best mates with them all. 10 years ago, man. Like, remember us back in school? I was literally just thinking there, we finished school 10 years ago. But, uh, the, like, the, you know what I mean? There used to be a statue of limitations on your social media. Where yeah. Like, whatever you said back then doesn't count anymore. Yeah. Because, like, I would hate to be, for someone to judge me on what I said when I was 17 or 18. Yeah, I know, exactly, yeah. Like, exactly, yeah. And put it this way, Kevin Hart 10 years ago was an absolute nobody. Yeah, he was, Kevin yeah. Hart is right now. I know, yeah. Like, you just started in a film there that smashed the box office. Like, no one actually cares what he said 10 years ago. I know. I think he sort of stepped down. And you can tell it wasn't malicious the way he said it. And, like, he wasn't like, I hope my son's not actually gay. He was like, he was coming home and basically, or like, he was making a joke about coming home seeing his son play with a dollhouse. So, I mean, he wasn't like, I hate all gay people forever and wish we should burn them. Yeah. Well, what, prevents this from happening to people listening to our show to like other people writing stupid shit you know are they just best off going back and policing it themselves I, I think if you become worldwide famous you need to you know, do it yourself or hire, hire someone yeah. and like delete all your tweets from like the previous no do you know what you're better off doing it yourself you know what I mean? because you might already what happens if you go on the next factor and then you get to the next edition it's like oh Ross said something stupid about ice cream like you know what I mean that's already there and then you're already done yeah yeah. I remember a while ago like I went through my like my Facebook pictures and like I untagged myself from ones when like 
there were obviously not the best pictures and I don't think an employer yeah I don't think the employer would be like we're hiring this guy you know what I mean (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah I think for people listening now you're best off just going back and having a look over what content you have up there you know like um take it from us we know exactly what we're doing most of the time and we try not to put up something graphic or stupid or even writing stupid comments yeah, I mean, we've even talked about it before going on Tinder and shit. Like, if you're sending mad rapey fucking texts, like, like they're going to screenshot that and out you. Because uh, that's a bit of goss, because they love a bit of doing that. They. Yeah. They. But, um, yeah, that wraps up with Kevin Hart. Um, we're going to move into the world of football right now, because uh, Manchester United are making serious moves. Uh, six wins in a row for Oligoda Solskjaer's Manchester United. And uh, now, all of a sudden, the Premier League seems to be good crack again. Roscoe. Barry, I'm not going to lie. Ah, go on. People are going to shoot me for this, right? Yeah. And I know it's probably next to impossible. But I sort of look at Manchester United and think they're slightly back in the title race. Now, I know they're like <laughs> 19 points behind, which is like six wins off Liverpool and a draw. But I just sort of look at them and go, I don't know when they're next, the next game. They're not going to win. Yeah. If that makes sense. I'm looking at them. They're playing such free-flowing football. Um, Pogba is the absolute main man. Rashford's top class. De Gea is the best goalkeeper in the world again. Fellaini can't even get on the bench. Fellaini can't get on the bench. And I'm looking at all these players like playing around them. And like Herrera is an absolute workhorse in the en- in the engine room. Uh, Dallo at right back looks like he's like dying to take Ashley Young or Blenzi's position off him. Yeah. Uh, Shaw's getting up and down very well. Marshall's looking great on the left. Then you have whoever plays on the right. I think that's probably our weakest position, that. And probably the other centre-half position, that Phil Jones is probably in the bone. Yeah. Even Lindelof's playing great. Yeah, Lindelof's looking all right, yeah. Um, I'm just very, very impressed with him. Uh, he brought, brought first in to have a chat with the lads. Yeah. He seems to be how imp- all the right moves. How important was that in your opinion? Because some people, pundits, were just talking shit, saying that, like, oh... That was probably not a great idea. Like he's bowing down almost at Sir Alex Ferguson, but like Sir Alex Ferguson is the Yoda of football managers. Like get that fella in. I think it, it could have been perceived to be a bad move if Ferguson actually didn't still hold a position within the club. But because he does hold a position within the club, yeah. there's absolutely nothing wrong with doing it. Yeah, and he's there all the time watching. He like the torture he's gone through in the last five years. I know he's been sick and stuff, but like watching United as well. That is just. That, that must be heartbreak his heart. Oh, I'd say so. Like, he won the league with like the absolute bare bones of the team. Yeah. That, year, that last year, we would have, like, it was a terrible squad. Yeah. Remember, we got to the Champions League final for the second time against Barcelona. And, like, that's starting 11. Like, name wise, didn't look amazing. No. I, I can't remember who I was listening to do an interview, but I listened to Darren Fletcher do a podcast there recently. I don't, I don't know who the podcast was on now. Yeah. But uh, he was talking about it and he was saying, he wasn't the most talented footballer, but like Ferguson just trusted him to the job, and he was like Ferguson just got the best out of me. Yeah, and it was so true. I, yeah. I looked at someone like Michael Carrick as well, and go, probably not the best footballer Manchester United ever seen, but Ferguson got so much out of him, yeah. and now he's like almost iconic at Old Trafford. Yeah, in a game full of mercenaries, there's not many players that love playing for their club. Um, obviously, people go into like if you're fast and you know how to score a goal. It doesn't even matter if you don't love football. You can make a career out of it and make a lot of money and make your family and friends and future relatives financially secure for the rest of their lives. Like, uh, 
for instance, uh, Benoit Asiolokoto, who used to play for Spurs, a left back, he said he only played the game just to make the money. He didn't really like the sport, you know what I mean? David Bentley as well. David, David Bentley as well, yeah, great point. It's just uh, that Manchester United team now look like they actually love playing for Manchester United. I think Ferguson obviously went in and just like spilled his heart, being like, here, look, this is how much this club means to me, and like, why doesn't it mean the same to you? Like, Ander Herrera looks like he's just he's out of contract at the end of the year and he yeah, just looks yeah. like he loves playing football again that was a thing and the way even when United scored the goal the way the whole team celebrated together um, the way like Solskjaer was so happy compared to watching Mourinho and it looked like like anytime United scored it looked like he got a text off his wife being like it's your turn to clean the dishes you know what I mean like <laughs> like he should be happy playing this sport like you know what I mean scoring goals you should celebrate that's what Solskjaer was saying he's answering nearly every question perfectly as well yeah. and it's just like why didn't Mourinho do this? Like, what is so far up Mourinho's ass that he couldn't just be like, do you know what, lads, go for it? I really don't know. And... But why would Real Madrid hire him now if he's going to do that? Because he fell out with um, Sergio Ramos before and Ramos goes, oh, well, he's never he, he's never played to this level, so he wouldn't know. So, like, how is Mourinho going to get back into that Real Madrid team? It's a bit strange. It's, it's a very funny because I think Mourinho's almost gone so far... And had so many rows with so many people. Yeah. Uh, there might not actually be a way back from. Yeah. I saw Benfica were offered a job and he turned that down. And I'm sitting there going, maybe the only job for him at the moment is the Portuguese international job. Now, I don't even know if that's filled by someone or filled by someone of relevance. Remember, no, remember now, Ronaldo came off. Off the bench. Yeah. yeah. He, he went onto the bench to manage the team yeah. in the final. Yeah. But, uh, Very Ronaldo. I look at Mourinho and go, maybe he should try international man. Yeah. Well, he's in a tr- he's in a tricky situation because remember all the friends he had back in the day at Inter and yeah. Porto and Chelsea. All them players have retired, so yeah. these days who's his mate really? Zlatan, and he's hardly going to go to LA Galaxy. Well, Bayern naming every team, Ross. It seems like he's burnt bridges with nearly everyone. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, he can manage two of the top six teams yeah. and then get to manage the third top six teams. I'm sure not everyone that listens to the show is a football supporter or they support probably like Arsenal, Chelsea, Spurs, City or Liverpool. But... Uh, Sport Man United, and after seeing what they've done in the last five, if not six games, like it's made me so much happier just even watching the football because the Spurs, the Pochettino, the manager of Spurs, said that that was one of Spurs' best performances, and it was. It was just David De Gea was on a different level. Like he is literally on a different level. Yeah, the, he's the best. Move. He's the best goalkeeper to ever play for Manchester United. I know older people will be like, no, Schmeichel, but like older people are also saying. Maradona is better than Messi as well. I think it's yeah. a generational thing, but like David Gea, just like he's just unbelievable. And uh, uh, he made more saves in that second half than any goalkeeper's made in the Premier League game this year. Uh, uh, I, I actually said that the the fax machine. They're like if, for people that don't know, David Gea was meant to leave to go to Real Madrid, and this before they won three Champions Leagues in a row, and uh, um, the, it was like literally last 
it was the last day of the transfer window and last hour, last hour literally the la- like fingernails biting time yeah yeah it was but uh sorry it's just a bit different doing it on the mics this time but uh the fax was going out for David De Gea to go to Real Madrid and then the, the Manchester United's fax machine, machine broke so De Gea had to stay so I said that the fax machine should be put in the trophy cabinet <laughs> <laughs> there, that, hey, uh, there's something about you know what he was he reminded me he was like the Thierry Henry of goalkeepers as in he was making save and then like doing the ice cold stare afterwards yeah. as if like you know what I mean it was like was that the best you've got yeah I can't believe that he's that good like and that defense is terrible. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no camaraderie or unity. I know they're all trying hard, but like, you know what I mean? You can get any player trying hard. You know what I mean? Yeah, I look at Phil Jones and like now he's got a sleeve tattoo. I think he's even worse. Yeah. Like, oh, you're trying to look slick and you're still dreadful. Make the weird faces. You know, there's a problem when your best attribute is trying hard. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's not yeah. enough to try and win the Premier League. Yeah. But I'm actually really excited for the PSG game now. Yeah, you? yeah. I, I'm just. Like, if you know how to play against PSG that way, PSG are, are going to win, like, 5-3 or something, you know what I mean? So, but they need to sort that. It's the defence is a huge problem. Uh, although Bailey was after being voted in the African team of the year. So, maybe him going in ahead, or maybe Smalling. It's probably going to be Smalling and Lindelof, I think. I think Lindelof, anyway, at the moment, is definitely put his hand up. Where's Marcus Rojo? Is he in Argentina? Yeah, he's gone back to Argentina. I think he's like... I'm not. I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> Very Rojo. He's like, give me, give me a medal, will you? Why would you want to leave? They're playing the best football yeah. they've played in the last five years. Do you think Solskjaer's going to tr- very much so try and win the FA Cup? Yeah, I think like that's his like one of his primary objectives, like trying to win some sort of trophy. That's I, top four. I don't know. I just I like the way he's like. I'm taking it one game at a time, but I don't like the way he's getting asked every day. Is this going to be? Is are you are getting you the, the job? Yeah, are you getting manager. the job? Yeah, the just. Just like stop asking the same bleeding question, you know what I mean? Yeah, ask him better. Really. Yeah, it's just uh, I don't know. Pogba is going to be a major player in the summer transfer window. Just if you know how to keep playing like this, the way they're playing and the style, it's Rashford, like he's only twenty one. Like the, the chap's unbelievable. He's he's scored way more goals than Harry Kane has done had done at the same same age at twenty one. Like he's already ha- he has at the same age, right? Harry Kane. Hadn't even played for England, so obviously hadn't scored. Marcus Rashford has played 31 times for England and scored, uh, I think it was six or nine goals. I think it could be six, but now that he shows... Yeah, but now that he shows what he can do down the middle, like, it's just great to watch that football. You know what I mean? I've watched so much shit football. Now you're watching that standard and you're like, Jesus. Yeah, but it's not just that as well. It's It's entertainment. Like, you go there to be entertained. We know we've got, like, the worst games at Old Trafford in the rain for losses who knows we might actually go over before the end of the season catch yeah. my dad's actually going over for the United Liverpool game and Rowan Costa are going as well that, that's actually unbelievable yeah. now to think about considering what you would have been considering I know. You know, two months ago I know I wouldn't have went near it I can't believe your dad bought that ticket when Mourinho was still the manager yeah I know yeah same here like, your dad was cursing me more than anyone yeah uh, yeah he was yeah he must have been drunk when he bought that ticket <laughs> yeah yeah he must have been definitely drunk but, they, must, uh, they must have just beaten someone it must have been after a win yeah, it must have been definitely after a win, yeah. But anyway, Hollywood or Solskjaer, what a, what a man, what a man. Yeah, what a man. If you're if you're not a really a football fan, you should definitely check it out. The standard of football is amazing. Uh, same with Liverpool, same with City. Uh, Spurs, Spurs play pretty well though, but uh, I think Chelsea and Arsenal are going to fade out and I think United are going to get in top four. Uh, yeah, and uh, I think 
as we're doing the podcast, City are putting the beat down on Wolves. So they're reducing that gap at the top of the table. Yeah. That, that title race is looking pretty, pretty sexy, isn't it? Look, this is just good for all football fans and neutrals. That it's just getting a bit... It's getting heated. Yeah. It's getting interesting. Um, yeah, that sort of that sort of wraps up the football that we want to talk about. Oh, bar the whoever team of the year was announced. Um, I don't know if we need to go yeah, that much. There's any surprises in there. Yeah, there's probably not that much like in depth to go about. You're gonna have the Hayden goals. Uh, no, it was actually Ter Stegen for Barcelona in goal. Oh. Uh, right back Ramos and centre backs Varane, Virgil Van Dijk, and Marcelo. Um, man, Van Dijk's doing great, isn't he? Um, would you say at any stage Real Madrid are going to come in for him? Potentially so. If they were Barcelona, potentially big money for him. Yeah. But like you're looking at 150 million or something for him now after they paid 75 for him. How many teams of the year have Ramos, Varane and Marcelo been in together? Uh, I'd say at least, at least four of the last five. Yeah. So, something ridiculous. Uh, also in midfield, Hazard, Kante and Modric. Um, That's fine. Like, great World Cup. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, Pogba in there next year. I think Hazard might be a bit that like pretty bit lucky to be in there. Yeah. And then uh, up front, Ronaldo, Messi, and Mbappe. Imagine being a defender against that tree. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm injured. Um. Yeah. No. Great team. Hold on. Would they score if the Gale was in goal? That's the question. Maybe not. Yeah. Do you think there's a lot of Liverpool fans at home freaked that it's uh, Mbappe instead of Salah? Um. Yeah, you know, Liverpool Liverpool fans are really like, uh, they're like, has to be this, has to be that. They still haven't won a league. And if Salah wasn't there, you wouldn't get any complaints from me either. It's just more so, if Mbappe isn't there, he also deserves it. So, like, what more do you want? True, yeah. I'm obviously buzzing for the Champions League to come up as well. Yeah. But uh, that's the sort of news of the week. Uh, also, if you're a fan of NFL, it's there's the f- two finals are on this Sunday. And the... New Orleans Saints are playing the Los Angeles Rams in the That's it, yeah. AFC. Yeah. And the AFC is the Chiefs versus the Patriots. Yeah. It's because I'm looking at the helmet. I'm like, where's, <laughs> where's the name? <laughs> what, what's that helmet? No, I knew, I knew the bottom two. I didn't know the top ones. Yeah, I was like, I didn't want to be like, I didn't want to be like Minnesota something. The Patriots versus the Chiefs game should be unreal because the last time they played it was like 43 points to 40. So like, that's going to be an absolute shootout. So look out for that one. So we'll, yeah. I'll predict the winning of the Super Bowl will come from there. Yeah. Also, it was another great weekend for Irish rugby as well as Munster and Leinster won as well. Yeah. On the lads. Question for you, Barry. Yeah. If you were to put it in a percentage, what do you think the chances are of Munster or Leinster winning the Heineken Cup this year? Yeah, I think I think one of them is definitely going to be in the final. So what would you say the potential of one of them winning? Like 70% chance of one of them? Yeah. 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 And then also, the Irish Ruby returns next month as well. And we're absolutely buzzing for that first week. Yeah, it's up Joe against Perry England. As well, isn't he? Yeah, he is, yeah. It's great to see him down there like, getting the run out, isn't it? Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I, see, the thing is, like, I'm more of a fan of Irish Ruby over... Like, I'm, like I like Leinster. Like, I like Munster as well. You yeah, know what I mean? sort of your fiddle rugby to watch. Yeah. Till you're waiting for Ireland yeah. to get back out there. Yeah, I'm just, I just w- like watching them teams looking after our lads because, like, on the lads. You know, you know what I think part, part of it is, right? Me and you were very much like, come on, Leinster, come on, Munster. You know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, when Leinster play Munster, we support Leinster. But I think a lot of the Munster fans were like, Munster, Ireland, then everyone else, if that makes sense. Yeah, they are, yeah. They're yeah. less 
pro Irish rugby and more pro Munster rugby. Yeah. Maybe. Well, there is some diehard fans out there, yeah. Oh, no, definitely. Now, I don't mean that for everyone, but just, I think, in general, I think that's, there's a bit of that in there. Sorry, moving on to the five news. Yeah, we are. Um, we're going to start it off first with Conor McGregor and Pauline Malinaji going a bit back and forth online. Um, Ross, Conor McGregor's back in the news now. Obviously, last week we were discussing him and tension could be fighting. And now Pauline Malinaji wants to fight Conor McGregor in boxing. Um, Conor's obviously in some strange situation now where wherever he goes the money is and they always are so if he wants to if he wants to go play golf people are going to watch it if he wants to go play for a game of tennis people are going to watch it if he wants to go box polymalinaji people are going to watch it but um where does Connor go now with this career because like obviously he's made it to the top of the mountain he has two kids now at home has all the cars he's now the founder of proper 12 whiskey you know i mean he probably he's probably better off doing what he wants to do rather than what the world wanted to do, you know? Yeah, I think maybe we're looking at what John Cameron sort of alluded to. Maybe Conor McGregor's best days are behind him. Um, as you always say, it's hard to get up in the morning now, those silk sheets. He's made a lot of money. Yeah. Although, who knows, maybe having a second kid, uh, having a daughter, that might motivate him again to get back in there. Uh, get a win. Yeah. Well, it's 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 a strange situation because he's been in the biggest fights that have ever been held in the UFC. Yeah. You know what I mean? With the biggest fans and the most noise and the the most eyes. You know what I mean? Yeah. How, when you do that, how can you get back up and do it again? You know what I mean? Like, let's put it, for instance, this way, right? I watched uh, Logan Paul on his podcast and he had the two, the, the two porn stars, the couple, right? Your man... Johnny Sins, you know the ball guy, no? Oh, I don't watch porn, but uh, <laughs> th- th- like he's had like he- he's had sex with so many porn stars that it's sort of like sex is nothing to him now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like and look at McGregor, he's after being the king and the champ, champ. You know what I mean? The whiskey, whiskey champ. When you do it so many times, it's sort of like ah, it's not as good as it once was. You know? Yeah. Like you always remember you're your still, first. You still breaking all the records. Oh no, I hundred percent agree. It's just like. You're, you're fo- at the end of the day this isn't basketball this is getting punched in the face ball you know it is a very very strange one because the UFC 229 pay-per-view doubly outsold the next biggest pay-per-view of the year which is Triple G versus Canelo that did like 1.1 million pay-per-views McGregor did 2.4 and it's just really like it's one of those strange things where you think if someone loses their next pay-per-view might sell less but if Conor McGregor fights again probably sell more pay-per-views I know again I know it'd be funny if you fought Polly Malignaggi in a boxing fight and that was the most sold pay-per-view of the year yeah but Polly's only calling them out because Polly wants the cash oh absolutely Polly yeah. wants the cracker but that whole training footage and the knockdown and what the knockdown was it a push that's the drama that gets the casual fans to put their money in their pocket. Yeah. And as much as me and you are hardcore fans and we watch everything, where the money is, is in the casual fans' pocket. That's yeah. where the mega money is. Yeah. Because they don't know how to stream it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's where the mega money is. That's where the millions are. I know. It's just um, the times have sort of changed. Um, like, obviously, when we first sort of properly were following it, um, it was the first wave, like Connor, Carl Pendred, Paddy Hoolan, 
Ash Daly, like Redzer and Neil Siri, they were coming in. Now, now it's into the UFC. Now, the wave of people we named earlier: Will, Kiefer Crosby, James. Um, it's the Bellator wave. It's the Bellator wave. Yeah. But now, like John Cavanaugh, basically is like has a, a seat at the the king's table to help all these lads which is amazing for everyone you know mm-hmm. like everyone has that that foot in the door if john likes you and you put in the hard work but um i, I almost look at SPG and go they can almost do with a second head coach and they don't they don't really have one they almost do like yeah you know a winkle john to greg jackson sort of thing you know and like own roddy sort of like stepped away from doing uh, having a main coach role in spg ireland she's like yeah. just doing charlestown now um, I don't know whether all the coaching he was doing at the main SPG took a financial burden to his own SPG. Probably did. Well, like all these guys have egos, and these guys have also been at the the, the highest highs. The May like Owen Roddy was a striking coach for Conor McGregor against Floyd Mayweather as well. You know what I mean? Like yeah, this fella's see, this, yeah, this was, yeah, this sounds like a joke, but like this, this fella's CV is off the rails as well. He can do his own thing as well. You know? Yeah, he has two way world champion. Yeah. Cards, yeah, but it's a, it's the same with a lot of bands. If you even look at them, most people go solo as well because they, they want to try new things. You know what I mean? Yeah, they want to see where their own seating is. As yeah, the band seating. Yeah, so um, it's going to be an interesting one. Look. Yeah. I think realistically, we have to look where is Conor McGregor's next album going to be. If I had to put money on it tomorrow, I'd probably say the boxing ring. Would you? But you never know. And the re-ramping up Conor and Khabib again. Khabib's like trash talking again. Khabib saying he's not going to fight Tony Ferguson. Yeah. Who knows? They're they're sort of slowly but surely reaffirming everyone of those two names again. Yeah, I know. See, the thing is, I don't think the fans really know what they want. I know they want Conor, but like, if GSP and Conor was happening, they'd be like, "Oh yeah," you know what I mean? They don't like they don't give a shit. I, th- I think Dana White eventually tells them what they want. Yeah, like obviously we're going to be meeting like we're obviously going to be meeting some of the lads this week who've trained with Connor and John and Roddy but uh, yeah but like the thing is like they're obviously like very close they'll be closer with Connor obviously than we would be you know what I mean but like sometimes you're sort of looking at Connor and you're like you're like this chap has the world at his feet like I mean is that really like you almost think he wants to take over something else Yeah, you know what I mean who knows? Like he seems never, he seems never fully satisfied or something like this. He's thirty and he's worth. He has about hundred million in the bank account. You know what I mean? What would you do? What would you do? I don't know. Well, like John Cavan is so in there with Bellator that, like, who knows? Maybe Conor McGregor will retire and end up doing something with Bellator as a promotion. Yeah, yeah. It's he just, went, uh, yeah. He wants a slice of the pie, that guy. Yeah, I know. And if you see what give it to him, someone else will. Yeah, chops an absolute mega star. Can't wait till he comes in the show. Yeah. McGregor loves the Cowboys. It's like move to Dallas and we'll have PFL in Dallas. And then the professional fight league in Dallas. Yeah. I don't know, it's just he like the, the like, on the canvas. like there's only certain people I follow online that I'm like, you know, I, mean, I can't can't wait to see what they do. And then yeah. like Connor's always one like you know what I mean I'm not even joking, it's sort of weird. Every time you post, you go to check it out and then you're like it's almost slight disappointment that it's not like an announcement or something. Yeah. You see, obviously, like the Irish rugby's coming back soon, obviously, and the Irish football's back soon as well. And I was only thinking at home now. I was like, John, we should get like someone in who 
talks Irish rugby or talks Irish football, get some of them on to get a better insight into these people. Because now we have the new setup and hopefully everything's going grand and everyone can hear perfectly. Yeah. But like now, I really want to push limit. Like, do you know what I mean? As in, like, who can we get on the show? Yeah, definitely. Uh, we also yeah. have uh, we have a fellow reach out to us during the week um, about coming into a studio in town and trying out in there as well. Yeah. Look forward to that as well. Yeah. And also we have uh, Sam coming with us to Bellator Dublin as well. Yeah. yeah. Our own photographer. Our own photographer, yeah. Energize has gone... We're getting bigger. I was about to say... Glo- We're making moves. I was about to say global, but it hasn't gone global, but like... Like we said, new year, new Energize. Yeah. We're only two weeks into the new year. New mics. Yeah, but that's why Thursday... like. The other night, I was sort of like, oh, like so excited to have these lads on. Like, you know, what I mean? I'm like, we're going to be making proper moves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's going to be. Uh, Slowly but surely, we're getting there. Yeah, I'm just really excited because, like, we work really hard and looking at other people around us. Like the way what even happened this week with that that young lad recording people drunk in town and putting online trying to be cool. I'm like, that fella's just an idiot. And then like, girls getting only fans sites and. So it's like, what's going on with the internet? All we want to do is have like a funny, interactive show. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not, we're not asking for too much here, you know? No. Yeah. I don't know. Very energized. But uh, yeah, so Conor McGregor versus Paul Mananaji. You think it's going to happen? We might find out later. In will it or wrong? All right. <laughs> I don't know. Paulie just wants it too much and Conor, I don't feel like he's yeah. going to give it to him. You give him a spar. I'd say you give him a spar, but like having to go into a whole like Connor is literally gonna have to go into a whole boot camp to fight Polly Malinaji. Don't really know if he's interested in that. Speaking of champions, John Jones is now officially passed his drug test. No pictograms. Yeah, and now he's coming back to uh, he's coming back to UC two thirty five to take on Anthony Smith. It's it's funny how someone passing a medical makes news, but. uh, that's very John Jones. Well, there we go. Sort of no more excuses, really, isn't it? Yeah. That's I, he's back. He's clean. Same want. Like obviously, our show is very heavily UFC, Bellator, MMA, and Irish rugby and Irish football. But like, if you don't, if the the show doesn't have the superstars, the people don't give a shit. And yeah. like, like it doesn't matter how funny we make this show or how shit we make the show, if it's not relevant and people don't care they're not going to hear it you know that's like if say if we came out with the best song in the world right best song ever if we don't promote it properly or it's not about the right thing yeah. people aren't going to listen to it, it or we never release it yeah, yeah but yeah i'm sure michael jackson has some like some of the best songs ever not released very very michael jackson very mj very <laughs> but uh <laughs> this weekend is ufc brooklyn it's the first show that espn are having ESPN Plus, is it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's going to be headlined by Henry Cejudo, who's the champ. And he's taking on TJ Dillashaw, who's also the champ. Dillashaw has the opportunity to become the champ champ. But um, there's a few fights in this card that we want to look at first. Um, do you know what? We'll just... Don't us how... Okay. First of all, Dana's after packing this card, isn't he? Just to make yeah, ESPN happy. very, very good names. As in, like, just some like, well-followed people. First things first, I'm actually just interested to see will it look any different on ESPN than it does on uh, on Fox. I'm, I'm just interested in that for a start. Um, I can't wait to see will, it, will I think it look better or will I think it look worse? Because when Ariel Wani moved on to ESPN to do his show, 
I thought it actually worked. I'm like, I hope it doesn't look worse. Yeah. Well, everything, everything's sort of like a bedding in period, you know? Yeah. Like, for instance, just some of the names on this. Well, one very controversial one is uh, Greg Hardy. Then, um... She's got the co-main event slot. Yeah, he must got moved up there. Like, uh, our mate, Joey Benavides is back. Paige Van Zandt is fighting Rachel Ostevich. Um, Glover, Cowboys, Cowboys on the, on the card. card. Glover Teixeira. Dennis Bermudez. Uh, Ross's <laughs> Ross's brother's uh, doppelganger Belial Muhammad um, and not, not Conor McGregor but Gregor Gillespie Gregor Gillespie who's also quality he's taking yeah. on Yancey Medeiros yeah. Uh, yeah but obviously everyone like the, the thing that's really selling this card is Henry Cejudo versus TJ Dillashaw Henry Cejudo is coming off a win against uh, the quote unquote goat Demetrius Johnson but uh, Ross whereabouts should, should we even look at this you know what I mean don't. I think well, I think a, a great one to look at to start off with is Don Cowboy Cerrone returning to the lightweight division. He's taking on massive rising star Alex Hernandez, who's coming off straight wins over Benil Dariush and Oben Mercier. And this is a very risky fight for Cowboys to take. A young up and comer who's a hundred percent there to try and make his name off Cowboy. Yeah. Uh, Cowboy looked really good in his last fight against Yancey Medeiros. So you did. Oh, look, it's one of those things where when you pick against Cowboy, he tends to come back to bite you in the ass, you know what I mean? Yeehaw. Yeehaw, so I think on this occasion, I'm going to pick Cowboy to get the win. I think he'll be able to take him down, maybe even get a submission there. Yeah, well, I'm going to back Cowboy there as well. Um, not just because he said he was re-energised after yeah. having his kid and he just looked happy in there again. Um... Here, John, we'll move into the Battle of the Babes. Paige Van Zandt's taking on Rachel Ostevich. Um, Paige is coming in after getting, after breaking her arm. And Rachel Ostevich is coming in after getting her orbital bone broken by her um, husband. <laughs> yeah, it's a husband, yeah. No, 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 you're right. I, just want, I thought you were going to tell me what happened in her last fight. And then you're like, oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, she got battered by her husband in her last fight. Yeah, crazy, oh, crazy stuff. I can't believe the UFC even... I had Rachel Ostevich on this card with Greg Hardy, who was known for beating up his uh, girlfriend or wife. Yeah. Fair play to Rachel Ostevich to come back after that and not turn down the fight, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, it almost seems like she's like, right, Paige is a massive name. Paige obviously came second on Dancing with the Stars in America. Um, like, couldn't be any better looking. Um, myself and Ross actually met her over in America with, yeah. with her now, now husband, Austin Vanderford. And uh, they were just so nice or something. Uh, like, I don't know. I wasn't used to someone being that kind. And But like also, she's like a megastar in the UFC world. Yeah. I think she's probably the only person in the UFC who's might be better looking better. But potentially, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. True. Two absolute babes. Like, I think Brandon Chab was saying as well in his podcast. It was, I don't think he called the battle babes, but he was like, Oh, he said they're both better looking than the ring girls. That's what he said, yeah. That's yeah. what he said, yeah. Look, I expect yeah. Paige on that to win. Uh, Ostevich, I think, is 4-4. Four four, she is, yeah. Uh, which is, like, never a good record. Uh, so, I look, I just look at the fans and go, she's fought higher level of competition. Uh, she's also lost four, but she's won seven, so that's good enough for me. Yeah, I'm sure that you see are hoping Paige wins. Uh, it's just going to be interesting to see how that arm yeah. works well, out. Yeah, don't see her for Valentina anytime soon either, do you? No. Absolute murder. Yeah. Also, a big shout out to Brendan Schaub, who has his comedy special on this Saturday, same night. And then um, also, our mate Joey Benavides returns to the Octagon as well. He's taking on Dustin Ortiz. 
Ross, we're just backing Joey here. Oh, 100%. Joey uh, looked great in his first uh, last fight. First round knockout. So, on the Joey Benavidez. Uh, yeah. Justin Ortiz looked great in his last fight. But Joseph Benavidez is our mate. As is his wife, Megan O'Leary. Yeah. So, I was 100% being back. Yeah. We're always a bit biased at the people we've met. So, uh, if if you meet us, we'll probably, give, we'll probably back you as well. Very energised. But, uh, yeah, uh, Gregor Gillespie is taking on Yancey Medeiros as well. That's probably going to be for the night, you know what? Yeah, well, is this in the light, lightweight, yeah? Yeah, lightweight. Medeiros back out of lightweight. What's the story with Gillespie? He's, like, he seems to be getting wins, but not moving up the rankings. He says he's only ranked 15th here. Um, I didn't even know he was in the rankings. Uh, he looks very, very good. Uh, yeah, he does. To- he's a total package as well. He's got the look as well. Um, Tattoos. Great submission. I think he has five submission wins, five knockouts. Uh, he's got a lot of finishing since he's been in the UFC. I think he's going to get the finish over Medeiros. Uh, Medeiros, is, he's sort of tough to put away. He can do like the chicken is, yeah. eggs for a very long time. Um, he's great. His fight against Cowboy Oliveira uh, was one of the Brazilian Cowboys, one of the best fights I've ever seen. So I think this could be something similar. So, sorry, you're going for? Gregor Gillespie. I think sort of late second round knockout. Grand. And uh, yeah, I'm going to go Gillespie as but um, in the co-main event, as Ross alluded to earlier, Greg Hardy's taking on Alan Crowder. Greg Hardy's former NFL player. Um, see, this is sort of the weird situation that we were sort of discussing earlier, right? Greg Hardy, people are going to be interested because he was a former NFL yeah. player. Like, people are just... He's a controversial figure. Like, how massive is NFL? People are just going to be interested. Same, th- same thing with, like, when Brock Lesnar fought. People are going to keep an eye on it. Yeah. Like they're, if they're not going to watch the fight, they're going to check up on Twitter yeah. if he won or not. And you see, are definitely feeding on people for him to beat as well. Oh, definitely. Like, yeah. I've never seen this guy on Crowder, Crowder fight before. I have no idea what he looks like, but I guarantee he's been knocked out before, and that's why he's in here. Yeah, his record is nine three zero and one no contest. Does it say how, where his loss came from? Does it? Uh, nah. If it doesn't, I guarantee he's been knocked out before. He's in there to be knocked out by Greg Hardy. Um, I'm just checking out now if you're awesome. Um, no worries, but like Greg Hardy's been built here to win. They want to see him. Yeah, yeah. He's lost to Justin Wills in his last fight by KO in the first round. There you go. UFC two eighteen. He's there to be knocked out, isn't he? Yeah. So there you have it. Uh, what What do you make of the UFC sort of pushing Greg Hardy? Pushing Greg Hardy, just knowing his background and stuff. I think like it is a business, isn't it? At the end of yeah. the day, you know what I mean. I think what they're getting here is I don't think they're paying Greg Hardy an awful lot of money because he's gone through the contender series, he's got this contract. I don't think Greg Hardy has a lot of career opportunities because yeah. of his sort of history. So therefore, they're not having to pay him a lot of money and he's putting a lot of bums in the seats. This is his redemption. Seats and they're not costing a lot of money. So he's brave for the UFC to have. Like, do you know how many times Greg Hardy sort of abused his wife or yeah, girlfriend? No, no? No. And it's sort of like, everyone probably deserves a second chance, right? Yeah. Like, unless you're like Bin Laden. You know what I mean? But like, this sort of stuff... I don't know, like it's such a touchy situation, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I've never done, I've never done it. Yeah, I've but, never, I've never even thought of hitting a girl. But it's one of those things where he did it one time, and then he, you know, did his time, or whatever. Yeah. You have to allow people to redeem themselves. But if he was constantly beating her up, but then like he's just an absolutely terrible person. Yeah, but it, wasn't yeah, but the thing is, like, even his girlfriend or wife probably wouldn't admit that as well. You know what yeah. I mean? Or like people that get abused tend to like be too in love with the person to ever rat them out. Yeah. Like, or Kelly was beating up these people and doing mad stuff. You but sure like, what, what was it Stockholm syndrome? You know what I mean? you yeah. Know? yeah. 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 That's how it works. But like, Greg Hardy's there for the win. Um, I think he's going to get it. Yeah. 
Um, before we move into the main event, someone mentioned there the other day, I forget who it was, they go, um, most fighters now at the end of the fight, I think it was Bisping who said this. Oh, they asked for 50 grand. Joe Rogan was saying it. No, they ask, can they come on the podcast, oh, the on the Joe Rogan podcast, over asking for a day of 50 yeah. Gs, 60 Gs. Okay, yeah. It's strange how stuff's going like that. You're like, you're almost probably better off going on Joe Rogan than giving 50 grand, even though you're not. Like, you oh, know? Joe Rogan said people need to stop asking for the 50 grand. <laughs> he was on podcast with Dean Thomas, and he goes, people stop asking for that. It's annoying. What, they have to stop asking for 50 grand? As in, like, you know when they do, like, a knockout? Yeah. And they ask, they're like, Dana Roy, 50 grand. He's like, stop doing that. That's annoying. It's like... <sighs> these people are going to have to go through like eight weeks of hard work to get the knockout they can ask wherever the fuck they want oh no I, I just thought it was I thought it was humorous in fact, I think it's sort of someone sort of depends if you know what I mean as in like sometimes when you see the knockout you're like that's the 50 grand it's no brainer yeah. yeah but they probably weren't watching the fights earlier and then they like these are people are literally living in the moment like they're, they're, yeah. some people are going to do some crazy shit look at Khabib jumping out of the octagon although you know what Joe Rogan has so much power that he could actually just go to some matches and like that was a performance bonus and yeah. Dana White has to give it to them Joe Rogan has so much power yeah. it's ridiculous if he was fighting I'd be tuning in straight away but uh, moving on to the main event of the evening I tried not to shout just because I didn't I don't know what the story is of these mics but in the main event at UC Brooklyn it's Henry Cejudo the current flyweight champion taking on the current bantamweight champion TJ Dillashaw our mate this is one of my proudest moments in podcast history that you got the weight classes right. I did, I did, I did. Sometimes I'm like, been, I'm like, don't mess it up. But uh, we got it right in this fight. TJ Dillashaw has a possibility of becoming the champ, champ. And Take a moment just to realize how in incredible shape these two men are. Yeah, these two are like us two right now. Yeah, in great shape. Like, oh, you know, what? I'm <laughs> more impressed with Henry Cejudo's shape than it was. Yeah. With uh, TJ Dillashaw shape. Yeah, TJ Dillashaw is more uh, lean uh, AF and Henry Cejudo is jacked, uh, yeah. is is yeah, is a tank. Yeah. Um I was, know, it's slowly changed my like opinion on the fight because yeah. clearly Henry Cejudo is an absolute sublime athlete, UFC champion, Olympic gold medal wrestler, and I think it looks like for the first time in his career this is like he's taking this fight even more serious than he's ever taken a fight before. Yeah, because usually he looks a bit skinny fat, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, Ross. He must have a new strength condition coach. Yeah, do you know what? Because he's the champ, he's probably yeah. getting more money. He can afford more stuff. But uh, Ross, obviously, TJ Dillashaw is known as Killer Shaw. Um, everything a Shaw. Um, yeah. He's coming in. Obviously, he's moving down a weight. It's going to be interesting to see if he makes the weight. Henry Cejudo also struggles to make the weight as well. Um, what are we expecting here? Henry Cejudo, unbelievable wrestler. TJ Dillashaw, like he's like Pikachu fighting. He's uh, his agility is a hundred if it was in the game. <laughs> what are you expecting from this man? Um, look, TJ Dillashaw is possibly one of the most fastest, elusive, hard hitting under. I was going to hit under one hundred forty five pounds. There's only two way class in that. He is possibly pound for pound best fighter in the world. Yeah, wouldn't argue that. Uh, but then Henry Cejudo. He's got such high-level wrestling and such good boxing that he he can determine where the fight takes place. And anyone who can usurp the throne from Demetrius Moynihan Johnson has to be taken serious. Yeah, I have. A, do you know what? I oh, know 100% agree. But uh, we both agreed that Demetrius Johnson did not look like himself in that fight. No, I feel like if they had a third fight, Demetrius Johnson would win. Yeah, the third fight. Look. 
if I'm just going to call it straight down the middle, the way TJ Dillashaw trains, I think he's training years ahead of the competition. Yeah. And seen him knock out Cody Garbrandt twice. I feel like he's eventually going to catch Cejudo. And I think he's faster than Cejudo. Do you think he'll knock him out? That's, that's what's going to be the defining factor. Well, Demetrius Johnson got him out there with knees to the body. So I can't see, I think maybe a head kick from TJ Dillashaw. Well, obviously, we're going to back TJ Dillashaw because he's our mate and hopefully he invites us to the after party. Remember, messaged him last time being like, sorry, we can't make it tonight, but we'll be there next time. Yeah, but the, the head kick's just in his arsenal, so I'll just see him getting the head kick. No, he's he's, he's so fast. So Henry Sudo's a bit heavier or something, isn't he? Yeah, he is. There's something... He's stumpier. Plod, a bit more. Yeah. It's not, as, it's not as fluid. You know the way Joe Rogan sometimes talks about fluidity in strike and a movement? TJ Dillashaw's at the the peak optimum level of that. Yeah. Also, Cejudo's newer to the game as well. Yeah. But, um, okay, obviously, we're both back in TJ Dillashaw, but uh, where does he go from there then? He has two belts, he's going to give one up. Obviously, he wants to go and fight Max Holloway next. Well, also, the, well, before we get into that, obviously, the flyweight division looks like it mightn't be around for that long. Maybe if TJ wins, they get rid of that division. Yeah, I, I feel like he's almost in a John Jones situation where, yeah, probably people most want to see is him go and fight Max Holloway. But there's also that... That's never going to happen. That sort of look where... You might have to just fight the contenders. It might not be the sexiest fight, but that's who you might have to fight. If John Jones fight Anthony Smith, no one really cares to see Anthony Smith fight John Jones. Yeah. People just want to see John Jones in the octagon again. The winner of Marlon Moraes versus uh, Rafael Asenso in Brazil. TJ Dillashaw, that's more than likely going to be his next opponent. People aren't going to see that fight, but people are going to see TJ Dillashaw fight again. Yeah, oh, 6,000%. Hopefully he gets in the octagon three times this year. Yeah, oh, I'd love that. Yeah. I also, that photo three times this year. Yeah, and also fighting at that division, like he's not going to get that much beat up, really, isn't he? No. Because they don't, there's not really people, there's not many people knocking out people in the flyweight division. No. So uh, we're back in TJ Dillashaw. And then what, you, the world's his oyster, really, isn't it then? Yeah, I, I definitely think so. I think when it really comes down to it with TJ Dillashaw, it's just that, when he's doing his thing, it's, he, he does everything superbly and he mixes it in all together well. I think Cejudo does really good boxing and really good wrestling, but I don't think he mixes them that well. Yeah, TJ Dillashaw is like the bantamweight John Jones. But uh, there's almost two minutes left for us. Do you want to do a quick will or won't it happen? Will it or won't it happen? Will, will it or won't it? Will Kevin Hart ever host the Oscars again? Um, maybe in the future. No, no, no. I'll go. No, no. Okay. And the backlash he's gotten from that. Will Manchester United sign someone in January? Yeah. Okay. Will it or won't it be a defender? Um, it will. Will Ole Gunnar Solskjaer be made the permanent Manchester United manager? Oh, great question. Um, right now, no. If TJ Dillashaw wins the UFC flyweight title, will he ever defend it? No, I don't think so. I think that that will be the closing door. And a final question: Will or won't TJ Dillashaw and Henry Cejudo both make weight? They will. Perfect. They will. If Cejudo doesn't, I feel like that's going to be the end of the flyweight division. I think if either of them don't make it, Joseph Benavidez is going to fight for the title. Yeah, but uh, that wraps up the show. Yeah. Hopefully the sound and everything sounded perfect. Uh, we obviously have a few lads coming on the show this week as well. And uh, yeah, yeah. Or sorry, feedback on the sound would be highly grateful. 
uh, just write us a quick DM we'd really really appreciate that yeah and also if there's people you want to come on the show let us know uh, just like them a DM yeah ask them to come on the show for us we'd be like crap yeah and uh, hopefully you enjoyed the show and uh, next time make sure to give a shout us on Instagram or whatever and we'd just really appreciate it and as always stay, stay energized, energized.